This podcast is a production of the Community Covenant Church in Eagle River, Alaska, a place where real people meet a real God to live in a real world. For more information, visit our website at www.communitycovenant.net. So I do want to go ahead and introduce myself. My name is uh, Erica, and I am the pastor of Mission and Discipleship here at Community Covenant Church. And this is a super exciting morning for us um, because we have the opportunity this morning to hear from a group of people from our own congregation, a team of people, that... Um, followed through with that global engagement. This team went uh, on a trip to Kenya, and we'll hear more details about it. And um, so I want to go ahead and invite you guys on up here. And we're going to have slides going in the back as everybody's fighting for the... Nobody wants to sit next to me. I don't know. (laughs) I won't take that personally. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> All right. So what I'm going to do is I'm, I'm going to actually introduce the team. And there are a couple of people that are not, were not able to join us today. So I, I would, if you can kind of fill in a couple of the other people. But um, we've got Megan Bennett and Hannah Dompierre, Cindy Warner, Beth Smith, and Larry Smith. And then you have three others that were correct yes cindy's husband randy is in juno and craig and debbie uh, schreiber who are part of the skyline uh, christian fellowship in eagle river they're not able to be here today as well all right well great okay so um tell us a little bit about where you guys went in kenya i'll start by just giving a little outline and then we're going to have everybody give a chance to uh, to share um but we started off in uh, south-central Kenya, just like we're in south-central Alaska, uh, in Nairobi. Um, we're staying in a suburb of Nairobi. And uh, basically, we worked, with, worked in four different communities uh, during our trip, uh, providing uh, medical, vision, dental, spiritual, um, and uh, youth activities, uh, sharing uh, the gospel. Um, the first community we were with uh, was, is in a suburb of Nairobi, a slum area uh, where there's a lot of poverty, um, and they're Kenyans. Um, and so we worked there one day, and just giving you a, a quick outline, that, that uh, part is called uh, Dagoretti, and we'll talk more about that. And then the next community we were with really is more of uh, a countryside, not so much of a community, and that was with the, the Maasai people. Uh, who are uh, known as herders. They wear the traditional red garb. They're tall and have staffs oftentimes, and they herd uh, uh, goats and cattle. And so we spent a day with them. And then uh, the next uh, people group we were with was uh, towards the south, southern part of Kenya, um, a different dialect, Akamba. Uh, um, So not just we worked with Swahili, and then we worked with the Maasai, which have their own dialect, and then we're working with Akamba, which has another dialect, uh, so we're working with translators the whole time. Um, and the, we were there for a few days, and that was with the African Inland Church. The first two churches we worked with were, were with the Covenant uh, churches. Um, so we were down there for a few days. And then we, the, the fourth uh, community we were with uh, was back in uh, an area on the edge of Nairobi working with Congolese refugees. So, so that group, they have their own dialect as well as French background. And then they're learning Swahili, and they're learning English. And we worry about speaking good English, right? <laughs> so, so it's uh, 
so a lot of poverty and, and in each of these groups in, in different different forms though but it was really uh, a blessing to be able to work with uh, four different cultures and, and people groups I'm going to talk about the church in Dagoretti that we went to our first church as you can imagine the first day particularly for those of us that hadn't been there before was kind of um, we were we were we weren't quite sure what we were getting into and it went kind of quickly Megan happened to get sick, and she was leading our vacation Bible school. And Beth was her assistant. And so they asked me if I would fill in. And I said, oh, kids, yeah, not a problem. I can do that. Because Beth had already talked with Megan and knew what we were doing. And so I got together with Beth, and I said, so what are we doing? She goes, I didn't really pay attention. (laughs) And I said, so what is So we just winged it, and we had these little beautiful kids that um, wanted to learn about Jesus, and then um, we had a, a couple of other kids that were translating for us and helping us with the church. So that was wonderful. And then we blew bubbles to go down to the brigade where we were actually doing the medical mission. And um, anyway, it was, it, was a, it was a fast day. It was a furious day. It was lots of people, and um, it was very wonderful. But the highlight of my trip and of that uh, for me was the um, Dagoretti. In Dagoretti, we met um, with some street children. Um, I'm a substance abuse counselor, and so uh, we met with some kids that the pastors feed a couple of times a week. And granted, <clears throat> the Lord says that you will have poor among you. And we just had a cluster of kids, about 20 years, uh, 20 uh, young men, and um, from the ages of 8 to about 20, all had bottles of glue in their shirts or in their jackets and were huffing the whole time that we were there. I brought spec scans for them, colored pictures of what they were doing to their brains, and I passed it out to them and showed it to them. And we talked about that, and one of the pastors was translating for us, but it was amazing the attentiveness of about a dozen of them that could pay attention, just listening. And then we started engaging in questions. And um, one of the one of the little guys asked. He says um, he raised his hands, and we talked about this, and we talked about their brains, and we talked about um, lots of different things. But one of the kids at the end, he raises his hand and he says, "When you die, where do you go?" And I said, "What do you think?" And we talked, we, we started, I started fielding questions about that. And then one of the, one of the young men who was um, mentally impaired from the glue that he had, had snipped, he was a young 20 years old, he stands up and he quotes John 3.16. Gives me, where, gives me where it is and quotes it verbatim. And then we talk a little bit more about salvation and we talk about um, the devil and how he comes to kill, uh, still kill and destroy. And another young man stands up, same thing, impaired, uh, because of the glue he had been sniffing, and quotes John 10.10. 10. <laughs> he talks about the thief that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So, you know, I look at these kids, and I think, if they had an opportunity, if they had a family, if they had food, if they had a job, if they had something, how different their lives would have been. So um, that, was our, that was my highlight to be able to, to talk to them and to share with them. And, um, of course, you wanted to bring them all home, too, but that wasn't possible. 
Must I first? <laughs> Larry, come on. Okay, sorry. Oh, okay. I guess someone someone made made better notes than I have in front of me. So so um, so the second day, uh, the second trip, we were we were out in, in the Maasai land, as they call it, and um, like I said, it's uh, it was definitely in the countryside, and uh, it was one of the really neat things uh, happening out there. Uh, some of the uh, covenant covenanters, if you will, people from some of the covenant churches in Colorado have put together money and helped put in a well in their community. So these people, the pastor, uh, David, uh, at that church had donated land for the church site for their building and also for the well. And they put in a well uh, this past year, and it was really, really something to see that they have water coming out of a well, and they and they bring it up a hill, and then they have a holding tank, and it runs through pipes two miles down to the school, and that well, I believe, is servicing like four or five thousand people. Um, there were people I talked to during our trip who said when they go to get water each day, they, they go as far as like five kilometers, so so that's six miles in a round trip. Uh, to get water, and you can see how that consumes a huge amount of your day and your resources just to to keep water uh, going. So, so it was really a huge uh, miracle for them to have uh, water in their community. Um, from a medical standpoint, um, you know, we 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 try try to help with some short term things, um, but uh, I would have to say just bringing helping to bring hope uh, to people there and see see God already at work and, and in their lives is really, really awesome. And the other part that I think is so impressive, and I've said this before from this trip, uh, these trips, is just these people are ministering to their communities, and they're reaching out. And having water there draws, brings people in, again, uh, uh, close to where uh, God's at work. Uh, and that, to me, is, is really uh, central to what we're able to experience. So the next uh, next group of people that we worked with, we were took a long a long bus drive um, out to a little village, tiny little village called Malui, um, and these were the Kamba people. Um, they we were we were able to stay there for two nights, three days, three nights, three nights, four days, um, and. We actually got to spend Thanksgiving with them. Uh, drove out on on Thanksgiving, and um, we're, we were able to share uh, some of the things that we were thankful for um, with them. We did, you know, the little Thanksgiving blessing thing. You know, what are you thankful for? And they spontaneously joined in, and we're like, we're so thankful that you're here. And I think it just continuously throughout the whole trip, I, I was blown away by the the excitement that all these people had, they, you know, we have this mentality, oh, we're going to come in and bless you guys and help you guys, and you end up leaving so much more full and so much more blessed because of, because of them. And um, so we came there on Thanksgiving um, <clears throat> and uh, set up our little medical clinic had a couple wonderful days of uh, clinic there, and um, and we were able to worship with them on Sunday, and that was amazing. <laughs> um, being able to 
to be a part of something that big. I mean, being able to worship with fellow believers is is a blessing anyways, but um, to... It felt like a little piece of heaven. You know when in the Bible when it says um, every tribe, every tongue, every nation, that we'll all be praising the same Lord? It, that's what it felt like because... Because we were all worship, it doesn't matter what language we spoke. It didn't matter anything. Just the fact that we were all there and we all had this one commonality. It was it was beautiful. Um, it was really hard to leave there, and I think being able to because we almost married <laughs> Hannah off. That's why. <laughs> Not true. Several times. <laughs> How many goats was that worth? <laughs> Um, I th- what was I talking about? Oh, so we <laughs> we were we. I think the 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 fact that we were able to stay there um, for a few nights really made a difference. We we had a relationship with these people. Um, they shared their they shared life with us for a couple of days, and so it was really hard to leave, um, and very easy to want to come back. So coming off of that, um, we didn't think it could get any better, I think, and we, we just were kind of coming off of a high. And our final medical clinic was um, back in the Nairobi area in Kasserani Church. Um, our lodging was better than that. Beth just chose <laughs> to sleep out there. Um, so we were um, at a church that was in kind of the uh, a slum area where the Congolese refugees would um, would live, and uh, it was just a very very sweet, very hard clinic. And um, the outside of the church looked like a, a tin can, and the inside looked like a circus tent, and it was just so sweet and. Um, the, the whole church was Congolese, so we were, the whole time we were in Kenya, we were working with different people groups, but here we were working with an entire people group that wasn't even calling Kenya really their home. They were, they were outsiders as well, and so that added another dimension to it. Um, the Congolese have been displaced over the years because of warfare and, um, and between tribes and I think the LRA, and, um, but I didn't realize how recent a lot of these um, people had been displaced, and a lot of the kids we worked with um, could remember leaving their home, could remember the journey. And um, I know uh, in the clinic, the doctors were hearing all kinds of, of stories of what was um, what they had faced and, and the trauma and um, and the forgiveness that they they had to go through the process of just healing that they were still going through. And so. But for me, it was, uh, as far as working with the kids, there was just such sweet joy uh, in the midst of just this hardship. Um, They had nothing, and yet we were able to just play and um, share Jesus and um, just love. And it was just this beautiful um, picture. And uh, at one point, they had never seen a flute before, and I play the flute, and I got it out, and we played musical chairs, and there were 40 chairs and 30 kids, and still they would all run 
to a chair, and some of them would start carrying the chairs because they wanted to make sure that they had a chair when the music stopped. So it was just a really um, sweet time and ended up being um, one of my favorite places just because of um, just the love that they had um, for us and for one another, and they they were really um, a a strong community because they had, that's all they had was each other, so, and the Lord, and so it was really, really wonderful. So I, I know this was not one of the questions that I gave you guys, but I think this is an important piece here, and I, I hope you can answer this. Um, so this was a trip that you all uh, at, from Community Covenant or an Alaska contingent joined a group from California. Is that correct? We joined Kingsburg Covenant Church. It was a 19-person team. Eight of us were from Alaska. Seven were from California. And there were four from Denver or Denver area. And those were the clean water well people. So it was a conglomerate of covenant church believers going to the covenant church. So was there a specific reason or skill set that they were looking for, and that's why you all each ended up on the team? Or what exactly kind of prompted you to, to be a part of this group? We believe that ordinary people can do extraordinary things with the power of the Holy Spirit and a bold faith in Jesus Christ. That's all that's required here. There is nothing impossible for God. Nothing. And so ordinary believers dare go on extraordinary journeys to reach others for the gospel of Christ. Anybody in this congregation can go next fall anybody. If God is calling you to do this, please do not resist. Please obey. Go. Come. And, and just and just to, to dovetail into what Beth is saying, um, you know, if the Lord prompts your heart in any way to do something, and if you believe, I believe, he is sovereign, why wouldn't I go? Why wouldn't I move on that? Because of the blessing that we received. Not only were we able to give but much more that we received. So the sovereignty of God and the nudging of your heart, why wouldn't you? Micah 6.8, he has showed you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. So I'm going to press into this a little bit more because I know that this was primarily intended to be a medical mission. But you, Larry, Dr. Larry, and Hannah are the two only medical people that went from Alaska. Is that correct? Uh, Debbie's a nurse also. Okay. Um, And so Beth and Cindy and Megan... When someone said medical mission, what kind of prompted you to say, oh, I can go, besides being married to Larry Beth? (laughs) Well, our first Bible school for children ever was led by Megan, and Cindy and Randy prayed with 200 people per day and led dozens of people to Jesus Christ. So I'll let these two answer. (laughs) You already said it. Yeah, so when the um, two pastors from Kenya came to visit here 
and then there was a fundraiser, I think, the next, that night. Um, I just remember thinking, oh, that's so nice, but I will never go. <laughs> and um, because I'm not medical, and I heard medical, and I kind of shut the door in my mind. And so I think um, it's, it's neat how the Lord opens those doors. I've always um, had a heart for um, people in Africa, and, but I always thought I could only go if I was doing... Um, going with a bunch of teachers or in an educational field. And so um, Larry and um, Arlene Shipman were also up here, and um, some friends grabbed me and said, hey, I think they're going to try out something new. They're going to try something with the children. Would you be interested? And I kind of wrote it off at first thinking, oh, no. And my friend said, I think I'm going. I might go. Would you be interested? And I said, okay, I'll go. Well, then she ended up not going, and <laughs> and then I went. So it was neat just to see how um, step by step. And and Beth is right. Like you don't, if it's a construction job, you don't necessarily have to have a sh- construction background. If it's a medical trip, you don't necessarily have to be medical. The Lord used every single person on that trip. It was like the body of Christ truly came together. And um, and so when one is weak in one area, the, another person was, was, had that strength. And so it was a really beautiful picture of, of the body of Christ. So um, what would you, you, you're already, Beth's already openly recruiting, by the way, for next year's trip. Um, but I know that, uh, for a lot of people, it's that question of, um, you know, this is this is time off from work. This is, um, you know, a long way to go. Um, what would you say to someone who's even wrestling beyond just the obedience piece? What would you say with somebody who's who's probably, and I imagine there's probably at least one person who's sitting here right now going, mm, maybe God's talking to me. What little nudge would you give them in terms of your experience um, that you had in Kenya? The One of the neat things about short-term missions is it makes you think that the risk is small. Um, and and it kind of is, you know. It's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of... The risk is small. But the benefits are so rich. So rich. And the, it's it's amazing. To, it's, it's almost like a... Not a test. But it's uh, an example of how God can just continuously surprise you. You know, you... That's all I'm going to say. (laughs) Well, and if if you can think of this, and we all have all done something for someone who didn't ask, but we just did it spontaneously. How good did you feel? I'm getting blank stares out there. Did Did it feel good to do something for someone who didn't require anything of you? Yeah, you you get a lot out of it. Now multiply that by, you know, however many thousands of people we saw when we were there. You you just can't, you can't outgive God and you can't outdo him. I mean, the blessing is so much more greater. Why not? Anyway, I'm, yeah. 
This is from Craig and Deb Schreiber, who are on the East Coast. When we heard Pastor Simon speak here at Community Covenant Church, we knew in an instant we had to go. In John chapter 4, verse 7, we read, A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink of water. And they're referring to the water of salvation, eternal life. How easy it was for Jesus to get a drink of water, but how difficult it is in Africa for many to get fresh, safe, clean water. The unavailability of water to so many made such an impact. Most of our clinics we held in areas without a water resource. The need for water projects in Kenya and throughout Africa is huge. The Covenant Church, along with many other organizations, have water programs for which we are thankful. What a blessing it would be if churches would pool funds for the opportunity to meet Jesus at the well. Craig assisted with the optical station. With no prior experience, he fitted people with glasses, enabling them to have improved vision. It was such a blessing to hear people say, Thank you. Now I can read my Bible. God is at work in so many areas, both physically and spiritually. Although we went to be a blessing, we were far out blessed by others. We highly recommend taking the opportunity to go on any short-term mission trip. You will never return home the same. And just a couple of thoughts that I would share, too. Um, one is that if you choose to go on a short-term mission, whether it's a trip like this or or even uh, I mean something at home here, whether it's in our community or in Alaska, because there are opportunities here uh, that might work much better for you. Um, one thing you can expect is that you will be changed. Your life won't be the same. Uh, two years ago, we read, uh, some of us, many of us read The Hole in Our Gospel. If you haven't had a chance to read that, I'd still recommend it. It's a great, great book. Uh, but it, if you get dirty or whatever, if you start working with people and, and you become vulnerable and you share in their vulnerability, your life will be changed. And you get to share in the, in the hope that they're experiencing in their lives uh, as God's at work. A couple of other things that you um, um, can expect uh, if you do choose to get involved in short-term missions um, is that uh, while you're gone, uh, life goes on for other people. Um, as someone's mentioned, we were there for Thanksgiving, and so people were here having Thanksgiving. So, so you, you give some of those things up uh, when you when you travel. Um, uh, I hope I'm not stepping out of bounds, but Cindy's father uh, went to be with the Lord while we were gone on the trip. Um, Beth's mom declined significantly while we were gone on the trip, and and she went to be with the Lord on uh, on Monday this past week in our home. So you know, so so that's something that you need to be prepared uh, to deal with is that anytime you make yourself vulnerable and you place yourself in God's will, you also have to be ready to, to accept that, that, that other things happen. Um, and people always ask the question, is it safe? You know, is it safe to go? Is it safe to be involved in these things? You know, um, we have on our refrigerator, and we've said this many times, that the safest place to be is in the center of God's will. All right. Well, um, thank you all so much for sharing this morning, and thank you for your sacrifice. So, will you all join me um, in in prayer for um, for for the team, as well as um, just for our brothers and sisters in Kenya? 
So, Father, we thank you that um, you hold everything together. And Lord, our desire is to be in the center with you and with your will. Lord, I thank you for this team, the ones that are um, here represented, uh, represent the Alaska team as well as as uh, Larry and Arlene and the others. Lord, they're their dedication to you and to the people of Kenya, Lord, I pray that you would bless them mightily for that. And Father, for our brothers and sisters in Kenya, Lord, hardships and um, difficulties everywhere, Lord, but their faith is strong. May we learn from that. May we grow from that. May we be challenged, Lord, to have a faith and a desire to know you as they know you. And Lord, we also pray that you would bless them and protect them. And Lord, um, as a, as a congregation, as a, as a family of believers, we pray all this in your mighty name. Amen.